0: Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose.
1: Hey, what's up Facebook family? Big Papa here. Hope you guys are having a wonderful, amazing Manic Monday. So I'm getting ready to do an interview with Paula Catula for the Peaceful Parent Summit. It's the Peaceful Parent Summit. And so I'm going to do an interview for it. And I'm going to see if she's going to let me let you guys listen in. Um, so we'll see. I haven't asked permission yet. I'm just going to ask when she shows up on the, uh, on the Zoom video. And if so, then you'll get to, you'll get to listen in. And if not, you'll have to wait until the summit. So we'll see. So I flew in from Columbia Saturday. I got in, um, to San Francisco. So seven hour flight, got into San Francisco and, hey, by the way, say hi to Kyle. Kyle, say hi. Hello. Hi. Kyle is my new assistant, guys. So, Kyle's going to be, you're going to be seeing a lot of Kyle yep. in the days to come. And you'll be hearing from him. So, he's going to be hanging out with me a lot and uh, helping me um, organize some of my madness because there's a lot of it and uh, be more productive. And you guess what? We have a TikTok channel. Big Papa Brian post. Check me out on TikTok, baby, and uh, I already dropped a few little videos. I'm actually gonna do it. I think more for children, like talking to kids about how to deal with you guys' parents and how to see your <laughs> how to see their parents stress differently. Um, but right now, I'm just posting random hoo ha. Mimi says hi, Kyle. Hey Michelle Moore, thanks. I'm glad to be back. Um, so anyway, yeah, check me out on TikTok, Big Papa Brian post. I think that's where you'll find me. It took us forever to to like get it all dialed because I had like three accounts. But anyway, um got in Saturday to San Francisco after seven-hour. Flight was supposed to have gotten to Eureka at five thirty. Turns out that flight got canceled. So they booked me for the 10 o'clock flight, it was gonna put me in a Eureka at twelve at midnight. Then that flight got canceled. So guess what? I had to spend the night in San Francisco. And so I went to the desk. Obviously, long day. I mean, I was in in Columbia in an alleyway waiting for a cab driver at 3:30 in the morning. And this is Eastern Standard Time. So that was like 12:30 midnight here in California. So then fly all day and get there and set in the airport for two, three hours, and then find out that the freaking plane is, uh, is canceled. And so when the, the 10 o'clock one was canceled, I finally, I was just like, uh, I went to the customer support desk and, you know, people are pissy, pissy. There's a woman in front of me and she was like, um, we spent seven thousand dollars on these. Oh, hang on a minute. Hey, Hi. how oh, you There doing? you
0: are. How <laughs> you? Now I hear, uh,
1: hear you. How you doing, Paula? Um, I'm, I'm gonna doing get back well. To you guys. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I love that dress. Oh my gosh, it's oh, fantastic. Thank you. I put it on for my big interview today. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Hey, I've got a question. Do you sure. do you think it would be okay, like if I did this on Facebook live because I was kind of thinking that it would just gain more attention for the summit. What do you think? Like, cause my, my people already here; they already know my stuff anyway, but if they know, like if they're here, if they're like chiming in today and listening today, and then we're announcing the summit, they know the summit's going to come Then they're going to want to sign up for the summit even more and let people know. What do you think?
0: Right, right. Okay, let me think. So I guess yes, but um, I guess with the Facebook, I'm just trying to think how I can also get the recording of that.
1: Oh, well, you can have the and You can get the link.
0: You, you'll just, okay. Yeah. So just get the link and then when the summit goes, it will be then aired uh, the day of the interview as well. Okay.
1: Oh, I mean, it could be. I mean, it, it would be, it would be streaming live today, just this interview. And then the right. summit, the summit, the interview for the summit would be the same. So.
0: Right, yeah. exactly. And, and you'd be still cool, like before the summit, sending out email. Oh, list, of, of course. And, yeah, you know,
1: absolutely. All that stuff. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: why don't we do that then? Okay, good. Yeah, as long as I can somehow, you know, as long as I get the recording or the link or whatever. Sure. Um, that's that's fine.
1: All right. Well, we're going. We're streaming live. Then Paula gives us permission. Okay, that's great. Fantastic.
0: So okay. <laughs> so let's. Um. So how do we do this? So. Do what? Are, are we already live?
1: Oh yeah, it's just streaming off my phone. But they, they can't okay, see you. Awesome. they can't see you. They're just looking at me. They can hear you, but that's it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, great. And you know what? If that's the case, I can also record this from my end right now. So that's perfectly fine.
1: Yeah, I thought you that's know, what you were going to do anyway. Yeah, you should still yes. you should still do it the way you're going to do it for the summit. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. So you're <laughs> yeah. way more, way more techie than I am in this. So
1: that's awesome.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Uh, Let me hit the uh, recording here and we are good to go. All right. Okay, so welcome everyone to the How to Become a Peaceful Parent Summit. I'm your host, Paula Kettula, licensed clinical social worker, and I'm on a mission to help parents become patient, present, and loving with their kids. And today I'm super excited to be here with Brian Post. Thank you for your time.
1: You're welcome. My honor.
0: Excellent. And so I'm going to give a little, um, <clears throat> intro and then you can add. To the intro because I'm surely going to miss something. You've <laughs> done a lot of wonderful work, <laughs> but, um, everybody, uh, listening in the summit, Brian is a clinician, he's a lecturer. He's an author. You've written so many amazing things CDs as well, audiobooks, books, courses, amazing things. So, you guys should really check him out. Um, and what I understand is you've been in this field for a long time.
1: It feels that way.
0: And you, yeah. And it is really awesome because you were really kind of when the trauma informed care started emerging, you were a big part of that you uh, came up with this uh, stress response model that is so important for parents to understand. Um, So those are really some amazing contributions that you've had. Thank you. And Brian also um, runs the Post Institute, Mm -hmm. which has all kinds of amazing resources and services for parents. And you especially work with children who have a lot of uh, challenging Behaviors, but you work with them well from this um, attachment and love-based approach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What did I miss?
1: No, you got it. You got it.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Awesome. So, first thing that I'd like to know is what what kind of draw drew you into your work into this field? Like, <laughs> what was it that really like? touched your heart and you said, you know, I really want to work with these uh, kids who are having really a lot of trauma and challenges in their lives.
1: I actually did not set out to, to be a clinician or to work with family because I got a football scholarship. And But once I got tired okay. of playing football and I got tired of being hurt, I stumbled into a social work class and then i really enjoyed it it came it came naturally and then when i finished my undergraduate degree i didn't really know what else i wanted to do so the next natural thing for me was to get my master's degree and it's when i got went to my my got my master's degree that i met my first mentor who was a clinician and that's when i first thought hey this is something i can do i've always enjoyed talking to people I've always gotten along really well. I've always been a really good listener. And so it just kind of naturally yeah. lined up. And then when I I went through a little period, you know, doing my doing my graduate school studies and getting started as a therapist. And then I, I moved away and started a private practice. And it was then that I realized that. I, being adopted, having spent a little time in foster care, having grown up at a home with a lot of challenges, I had an adopted sister who had a lot of challenges, have, having had a lot of challenges as a child myself, it was then that I started to realize that all along, this is what I was meant to do. So everything that wow. I had, had experienced and gone through was to get me to this point of really being able to serve families.
0: Right, right. That's an amazing moment in life when, when we realize that even those hard things that we went through as a kid, there's a, some kind of meaning or purpose behind that and that you can turn it into healing.
1: Yes, it's essential.
0: It, absolutely. That's well, has part it, of healing trauma, actually, it's is so
1: exactly important. that, right? Yeah, and that's what I like to say to people because a lot of times we like to frame trauma as just this really negative event that happens to someone and the reality is that this event happens, and it was probably terrible. But there is a real gift that sits in the midst of that pain and that experience that you Absolutely. will that you will be able to harness and do really amazing things with if you will just Absolutely. allow yourself to get to that place.
0: Yeah, you have to have the courage to look at the wound, and I'm getting goosebumps right now because you said the word gift. In mm. connection to trauma, because one sure. thing that I tell my clients, you know, I'm I, I specialize in trauma, working both with children and adults. And one one of the first things that I tell people is that there are gifts in your trauma. Yes, <laughs> you know, and that's yes. what we are gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go look for this gift, and when that is transformed, you know, people come at the other end and they say, you know what, I don't, you know, I wish that I don't wish anything were different.
1: Mm-hmm. So they
0: are actually create and thankful yes. that they have these life experiences mm-hmm. because now they are the person who they are because of
1: Absolutely right absolutely
0: oh, great thank you for sharing that so the, the summit is all about how can parents become peaceful yes. and how can they be patient present and loving with their kids so one of my question is like well is it even possible like how is it possible for a parent to become peaceful when there's so many things going on in their lives and, mm. you know, kids especially with challenges, I mean, sometimes it just like pushes parents to the limits and when I work with parents and I talk about, you know, taking breaths and finding peace inside, they kind of look at me like, do you know what you're talking about? Like, really, yeah. is that even possible? So, I would like you to talk a little bit about that. That is it possible, and how the, how can parents get there? Oh, it's how a, can they be peaceful when like the world is like melting around them? That and is what's the benefit of that?
1: That is a beautiful question because the answer is absolutely yes. We can become p- peaceful, and and yes, we can become patient, and yes, we can become mindful. And the the real key to all of it, in my opinion, is our ability to be aware of our stress. When we learn to be aware of our stress and we learn to pay attention, that opens the door to finding peace. A heart and a mind that is in stress and in fear and in chaos. And the thing is, is, a lot of people, first of all, they don't even know that they're stressed so that's like a big thing. People are like, well, I'm not really stressed, but at the same time, their stomach's upset or their shoulders are clenched tight or they have uh, high blood right. pressure or they have irritable bowel syndrome or they're not sleeping, but they tell you that they're not stressed. It's because they're not consciously aware of it. So that's really nice. that's really important. And then the next thing is people don't realize that they have fear in their lives. And a lot of times we think, Fear means the boogeyman, like there's like, I'm scared of something or someone. And in reality, anytime you are in a state of stress, your body moves into fear because your body only knows two energetic states. It knows a thriving state and it knows a surviving state, which means it knows love or it knows fear. So anytime you're stressed, your cells constrict into survival. That's the emotion of fear. So a lot of times we don't realize yeah. that we're scared when we are. Um, just, right. to give, just to give you a real everyday example, um, one of my my employees, my bookkeeper, she also we all live together in this home in Crescent City, her and her husband and myself. And so she was going into town for an ap- appointment at 9 o'clock this morning. Well, I, Kyle and I, my assistant, started at 8 o'clock. So her name's Miss Edna. She came down and it was about uh it was about 20 minutes before her appointment. And I was I said, Miss Edna, see my stress has to do with me. But I was thinking that she had to be somewhere at nine o'clock, and my stress was already starting to set in. And I said Miss Edna, you probably need to be, you know, this is a this is an adult, right? I'm telling I'm telling a grown woman that she probably needs to be leaving our house so that she can get to her appointment by nine o'clock. And she said, I'll be fine. All right. But see, that little, just that little moment, you know, can cause stress. And it causes right. fear. I'm afraid that she's going to be late. I'm afraid that it's it's uh, there's fog outside, and she's not going to give herself enough time, and she's going to put herself at risk. And you know, right. all of these these stress manifested fearful thoughts that uh-huh. we're usually not even aware of. And so that's right. that's the key to me, Paula. That is uh-huh. the the key to, to becoming peaceful is. Being present and aware of your stress.
0: Right, right. Because if we are in that stress mode and in that fear mode, we just end up reacting. Yes. And I see that all the parents just reacting to their kids. And sometimes it's even like what is considered smaller things. Like, don't do this. Stop climbing. Don't do that. Love.
1: Oh, don't that's that's get
0: this message all day
1: long. That's, that's a fantastic statement because... Because I interact with so many parents it's yeah. it 's so interesting to watch just a parent just you know everyday parenting the don 't do that or stop that or watch out or be careful we don 't realize how much anxiety that's that 's generating within us right. and that that vibration sends an, and that sends a vibration to our children for anxiety and stress and can you imagine being and we call it helicopter parenting? Um, that's right but we do we helicopter in a way that we don't even know we're just anxious right. and we're just worked up yeah. and in that prevents right. our peacefulness
0: that's right and it's you know parents have this good intention because yes. they really just want to protect their kids but we know that you know parents try to protect children oftentimes from things they don't need to be protected from. Kids need to be free to move, to be free to do things, to try things and so these are really 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 important things to understand for parents so how, how can parents lower their stress? What are some ideas or tools or techniques like your favorite ones to tell parents like okay if they need to lower their stress so starting with the awareness,
1: and then what else can parents do? Okay, so I like to slow down and really help parents understand the foundation. So when I say awareness, when you say awareness, that is such an easy term to say. And then as soon as we go to the next, well, what else can I do? Well, if I tell you what else you can do and I don't spend enough time helping you to understand that awareness, what awareness actually means, that means taking a deep breath, connecting to your body, telling yourself, first recognizing what state of stress or fear you may be in and then saying to yourself, I don't have to be stressed right now. Everything is going to be okay. See, right. our brain starts to say, starts to inform us that everything's not going to be okay. Our brain starts right. to tell us that we're at risk when we're not. Right. And so you said, right. you said that parents get stressed out with their kids or try to protect them, their, their children from things that they don't have to protect them from. Right. Their brains think they do. And sometimes parents, right. as parents, we're, we're micromanaging our children and we don't even think it's about protecting them from anything. But our brain is telling them that at some level, on some plane, on some dimension, they're going to be at risk if we don't tell them to set up straight, if we don't tell them to stop eating with your hand, to stop running in the house. We have we have all this fear-generated confusion and distortion that creates anxiety all the way around, and I call it creating a, ne- a negative neurophysiologic feedback loop. And so it's, this, right. it's this, this invisible feedback loop that gets created in a, in a home and in a relationship that takes right. everything over. So I really want families and parents, when I say awareness, become aware, become aware, become aware, pay attention to what is in your mind, what is in your heart, what is in your gut, and breathe and slow down. Slowing down doesn't mean you get less done. It means your brain is online when you're doing it. One of my favorite statements comes from Joseph Ledeau. He wrote a book called The Emotional Brain. He says, in times of stress, our thinking processes become confused and distorted, and our short-term memory is suppressed. Wow. When yeah. we become stressed, and we don't realize that this is not just a matter of being stressed out. This is just having to be on time at an appointment. This is just right. being hungry, being cold. Yeah. When we become stressed, we stop thinking clearly.
0: Okay. And
1: I I fundamentally, more than anything else, if I can teach parents any one thing—it is the ability to calm, to breathe in the midst of your stress. Breathe right. in the midst of your. I don't even I don't even need to tell you ten other other things you can do as a parent until I have helped you to understand and internalize that the single most important thing you can do is breathe in the midst of your stress. Herbert Benson, 1970s, Harvard physiologist, the relaxation response—the one proven way to interrupt your stress is to breathe. And it is the first thing that we do when we become stressed is we stop breathing.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Right. It's hard for me to even want to talk about anything else because it's so important. It's, and we don't do it. And that's the, that's the reason why we have so much chaos and so much insanity is we don't freaking breathe. I was just, I I was, I was telling my, I was telling my Facebook group, um, about being in the airport and, and the flights getting canceled and people losing their freaking brains and, you know, yeah. screaming and crying. And I'm like, this is because of weather. God said to the, to the, to the, to the, to the pilot, you don't fly.
0: Nothing you can do. About it. <laughs> yes.
1: If God says don't fly, no one should want to get on that plane. But right. we don't think about yeah. it that way.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what? It's so simple.
1: It is such a
0: simple thing, breathing, but so hard to do. And I love it that you really hone in on that foundation. Anything else, unless, until we can just pay attention to our breath, pay attention to ourselves. And I think the key here that I really want to point out too, is that parents so much, they focus on the child's behavior well. The kid is being disrespectful. They just yelled at me. They just said they hate me. They did this. Yes. So the attention is on the child, not on the parent themselves, and which the, is what you are saying. You need to shift that attention to what are we feeling, and, I, and <laughs> not the, what the kid is feeling or and doing
1: at that point. What's important about that is helping parents to understand that their amygdala, their brain is what is obsessing on that child's negative behavior because the amygdala is wired to see a threat. So the reason right. we we obsess over our children's behaviors is because our brain is telling us we're at risk. And so right. when our brain right. starts telling us that, and we stop breathing, and our thinking goes offline, and our short-term memory is suppressed, then ch- chaos ensues. But right. when when we can breathe, and we can just say in a moment, I'm not gonna die. He's not gonna die by continuing to shove that food in his mouth. And if, if, see this is what clear thinking does. Clear thinking says, if he starts to choke, I'll give him the Heimlich maneuver. If, see that's what clear thinking says but but the amygdala from a fear-based place says he's got to stop stuffing all that food in his mouth because he's going to choke and if he chokes he might die and oh my god then i'm going to be at his funeral and then it's going to be terrible and i can go to jail it's like all this runaway. yes yes
0: yeah so and we need to stop that snowball effect by becoming aware of ourselves yes as, as parents
1: and in yeah, the other so part important. of the other part of that is for me uh, just being someone who's worked with trauma for so long is helping people understand that when your amygdala gets activated it stirs up your brainstem, and in your brainstem are all of your most painful memories, and so whatever you're encountering in the present, whatever that vibration is it goes into your brainstem and it and it matches up to a vibration of a similar experience. Right. That's why we become so overwhelmed because we think it has something to do with what's going on with our kids in that moment, but it really doesn't. And this is why parents end up taking it personally because the vibration right. of the child's behavior matches up to an experience in the parent's brainstem, which then creates that memory In their physiology and in their brain that's the key and again how do you get to that without breathing so we you know we want to we want to say that you know we want to say hey just be aware but if I just say hey be aware then you don't have any idea that your brain is releasing potentially trauma memories that's causing you to have near panic attack right yeah I, I want you to really connect to you and I really want you to be able to slow down as a parent and realize that that is the key. There, in, in fact, it's so, it it is the key to your own peace, and it is the key to you being able to help your children arrive at a place right. of peace. Right,
0: right, right. This idea of co-regulation.
1: Yes, right. co-regulation. So,
0: right. Yeah, so if if the kid is already, you know, having a tantrum and screaming and crying, and if the parent is yelling, stop crying, there is no calm, regulated brain to deal with that situation. Exactly. So, and then we know that children's brains are not yet developed. They Mm -hmm. still have a long way to go. They can't regulate. So they actually need us adults to regulate themselves. So yes. that's kind of like, um, another powerful message to parents to understand that they can actually, you know, if, if they want to help their children be calm and listen, they also need to be calm and help the child calm down by being calm. And then there's this resonance that happens. It's, right?
1: a, it's essential. It's essential. Yeah. We, we, so for us as parents to calm down in order to calm our children down. You can't calm a child down if you are not calm yourself. So resonance can't even occur. And, and I think it's, for me, it is, it is looking at these very simple concepts and principles and helping people to understand that when we get stressed, we create all of this confusion and distortion, Right. But you can't help, you, not only can you not, the reason you can't help your child calm down if you don't calm down is because you can't turn on your child's oxytocin. You be, Because right. if they're acting out, then they've already gone outside of their window of tolerance, which means they've already exceeded their own oxytocin ability, the brain's anti-stress right. hormone. So if right. you can't calm down as an adult, you really are not going to be able to help that child calm down And by getting mad and yelling at the child or threatening the child to take your shoe off or to take your belt off or to take something away or to take a point away or to give them a consequence is not calming them down. Just because they may stop the behavior, that's not calming them down. That's just overwhelming them with more stress and they move into hypoarousal. That's the shutdown, the shutdown side of stress and fear.
0: Right, right. And this is where parents often are mistaken, because when they when, when kids are parented from the fear mode, and child goes to the shutdown mode and doesn't do the behavior anymore. Parents think like, oh, that worked." That works. Exactly. The, the kid, kid is still dysregulated. And they are in that freezing or even folding mode, which is, uh, you know, in the stress continuum, yes. they are not calm. They are not regulated. So I love this conversation here because it's so important, I think, for parents to have this information yes, so that they understand like what is actually going on in the physiology of yes. their child and within themselves as well. Mm-hmm. And when they understand the stress model, how it works in them and how mm-hmm. it works in the child, they can also learn to understand the child's behaviors as well. That, okay, if, if a, a child just lies uh to their mm-hmm. and it's an obvious lie
1: yes parents
0: get confused about it like what well, well, why did you do that that just doesn't make any sense but it makes sense from the stress model mm-hmm. because the thinking
1: is not clear Right. that's right the thinking is not clear and in that moment of lying because the brain i think we we don't realize just how active and involved the brainstem is, and, and uh, you, it keeps us alive, obviously. Right. But right. in the most, in the midst of the peak of the stress that has generated that lie, we don't realize that for that child, their brainstem is activated and their brainstem is saying, The worst thing that has ever happened to me is gonna happen again if I don't convince this, if I don't convince my parent that I'm telling the truth. That's why I always say lying for a child is life or death. They lie because it's, it. it's survival.
0: 15 seconds to live, right? That's the principle of the survival mode of the brain. It's going to go into this mode. Okay. I have 15 seconds to live. What am I going to do? I'm going to say I didn't take the cookie from the child,
1: Absolutely. But I actually did, did take Absolutely. The cookie, right? And the parent usually knows the child took the cookie, but they can't prevent themselves from saying, did you take the cookie? They already know the child took the cookie, but because now they're right. stressed, their thinking's not clear, their short-term sh- their short-term memory shut down, they forget that when they say to this child in a state of escalation, "Did you take the cookie?" they know the child's going to lie, but they can't right. stop it because they haven't calmed themselves down. That's
0: right, because they are, they are, they are in their own reactivity. These patterns that keep we with-
1: You froze up, Paula. (laughs) Oh, okay. Do you you still hear me? Okay, there we are.
0: (laughs) Hey, we're back. Uh, So that, uh, you know, this summit gives people information on on how to start undoing these patterns, create new, healthier patterns. You know, I'd love to keep talking to you Mm -hmm. all day long, but (laughs) we'll start wrapping up here. So, but before we end, I really want to end um, this talk some kind of message of hope for parents, because sometimes it feels like it's never going to end. It's always going to be this hard. And, you know, why Mm. did I even become a parent? And Mm. ah, so hopeless. So could you give parents a message of hope, kind of based on all the work that you've done in a lot of difficult situations? And
1: I want to end by going right back to where you began. How can we become peaceful? And it's, yeah. it's in that place of stress that we become overwhelmed and we go in day in and day out and we get more and more stressed. And that's when we move into that place of hopelessness. That's when we move into that place of why did I do this? Right. But here's, right. the, here's right. the thing. We are literally only one breath away from finding peace and finding a new path. That's why, wow. as a parent, you can be struggling, and all of a sudden, you just have this this day or this two days of everything's just going great. But then, you know, sometimes it feels like it just starts back over again. But remember that it was going well. Something was happening during that time when it was going well. Return back to that place. Hold that place in your mind and hold that place in your heart. And it's just, we're just one breath away in any given moment of being able to find that space of love. It's always available. It's always waiting for us. We just have to breathe into it and embrace it and become it.
0: Wow, that is so well put. And what a powerful message for everybody. We are just one breath away from peace. I yeah. love loving your kids That's really, right. when we are peaceful, we can do that. Right. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. This has been so lovely. You're now um, I understand you have some gifts for our viewers. Yes. Maybe do you have some ideas already uh, on your free gifts for the attendees? Uh, of so this summit?
1: yeah, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna give people access to uh, my audio book um, to Great. an ebook and then probably a whole course as well. So they'll be able to do a, oh, whole, a wow. whole online course.
0: Oh, that would be so helpful and that would benefit so many parents. And all that information will be in the email that goes out uh, when this interview is aired. So be sure to click on that and get access to all those wonderful free gifts.
1: Fantastic.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll end with that. Thank you so much. I really Thank appreciate you, you being part of this. You it's betcha. so important.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for putting the summit on. It's it's going to be amazing.
0: Of course. Yeah, I'm super excited about it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Thank you so much, Brian. Okay. You take care. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, <laughs> bye-bye.
1: Bye. All right. That was nice and sweet and to the point. So... I was standing in line. I was. am really grateful that Paula allowed us to uh, to stream that. Um, I was standing in line in San Francisco at the airport, and the lady in front of me was like, well, it was two sisters, I think, because their mom was over in the corner, and they were like, well, "You don't realize we paid seven thousand dollars. This was first class, and this is what this is what we get for first class." Well, see, here's the thing with airlines: if it's weather, they don't. They really can't do anything. They're not going to refund you. They're probably not going to give you vouchers. They're not going to gonna put you up at a hotel. You're just kind of, I mean, really as a traveler, you're held hostage to the elements. And so it's just so interesting to me because it's like I just said there to Paula. I mean, if God says, don't get your ass on the plane. Why would you want to get on the plane anyway? And why would you want to get mad at someone? Because they're not going to put you on the plane. It just doesn't make any sense to me. And so when it was my turn and I went to another lady and, you know, she was telling me the same scenario, she's like, well, so here, listen to this. I was supposed to get in at 530, wasn't going to get in at 530. So then I was going to get in at midnight, wasn't going to get in at midnight. So I wasn't even going to be able to fly out of San Francisco until the next day at 7 p.m. So just obscene. So when she tells me this, I just start laughing. I just giggle because it's so ridiculous, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I just giggle. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's think about this for a moment. And what are my options? And, and she's like, oh my gosh, you don't realize how, how good it feels for you not to be upset. And I said, God has a reason for all things, and so I'm not—I'm not, I'm not gonna—I'm disappointed, and and you know, slightly frustrated. But I'm gonna adjust. I'm gonna transition, and it's not your fault. And she said, You're the second person today who said that exact same thing, and that's just you know what I felt. And so, um, I actually ended up spending the night in San Francisco, and then got up the next morning because I always wake up early anyway. And I rented a car and just drove, drove the four hours. And actually it was a beautiful drive. And so, and I enjoyed driving through San Francisco. San Francisco is beautiful. And I'm going to be spending a lot more time in San Francisco and in the Bay Area um, in this coming year, working with spending more time with more families and, and kind of doing what we're doing in Crescent City, doing it down there, all really all over Northern California. So it was just a great opportunity to, to spend some time and, 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 drive and it all worked out and so just remember in those really stressful times it's really important this is not just about our kids this is not just about parenting it's not just about behavior it's really important that we learn to live a a life of presence and mindfulness and calmness and 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 just being loving to one another because there's so much stress and chaos in the world. But that's all. So anyway, I'll probably see you guys this evening at 6.30 Central Standard Time for another episode of Post Daily Dose. Hope you have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you later.